0: You've got the Sports Wire on ESPN 100.5 and 105.1 KTGR. Andy Humphrey with you and joining us now on the KTGR hotline, a very familiar friend to us. He is jeff parles he is of the book it sports network and he uh can you can catch him on the parlay cast uh basically every single day i don't know uh, is it a daily thing for you on the parlay cast jeff or is that uh, by daily i don't know what what you do no no
1: no, no no wednesday no, no, wednesday, no wednesday program okay yeah
0: the no wednesday program but but either way go check it out it's at his twitter handle at jeff parles uh on twitter uh jeff uh we we know that uh, that folks have wondered uh, what your yearly uh, outlook is once the the calendar turns over for your bets, and uh, I I don't want you to go through every single one because we don't have time. But whatever your most uh, unlikely bet that you that actually hit so far in twenty twenty one, do you have one in mind so far that that has been in a 20, bit of a surprise in, to in, you? In
1: twenty twenty one, no, not, uh, nothing. It's been pretty pedestrian so far this year, uh, in all honesty. Nothing uh, nothing too fun. Uh, I'm back in Nevada, so my my options for really fun bets are actually limited, despite what some may believe, because Nevada sportsbooks are stuck in the Stone Age at this point, as opposed to the new jurisdictions. Uh, new Jersey, uh, not too far, obviously, from Como, Illinois. If you just take that two-hour, two ten-minute drive in Illinois – you got uh, you got all those options at your disposal, and they're quite frankly better than the options I have out here right now. So, uh, nothing too fun so far uh, in twenty twenty one in the way of, uh, of of really entertaining bets. It's really just been some traditional stuff so far. Well,
0: that that's at least uh, good that we know that you are at least sane. So we we always uh, enjoyed a ah, debatable. To- Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Well, we'll just leave it at that and let people interpret it however they want. As we're talking with Jeff Prowls here on the Sports Wire, KTGR and KTGR dot com. Uh, obviously, NFL divisional round uh, playoff time is upon us, and uh, most folks are on the Cleveland Browns train even past last weekend. There, there is a lot of chatter that I that I've seen about uh, the Browns maybe having an upper hand at times against this Kansas City Chiefs squad. And now that the Kansas City Chiefs are coming off of a bye week and essentially what was two bye weeks because most of their players rested Week 17 because they had that top seed locked up, uh, now now they play a, a meaningful game again. And the last time they played a meaningful game, they didn't look that good. So is it justified to say that's, that the Browns uh, can take advantage of that at all, or are we just forgetting how great the Chiefs have been uh, throughout the entire year? So its
1: uh, I think it's a little bit, uh, there's a lot of things going on here. Look, it's a 10 point line, not and a half point line for a reason. Uh, Kansas city is still better than Cleveland, even with the issues that the chiefs have had over the last eight weeks of the season. Andy, they still kept winning games. Their only loss was the game where your boy, Chad Hetty played quarterback and. In- None of, the, none of the big horses played in that game. So they keep winning, despite not looking impressive, and that is a hallmark of a really darn good team, obviously. I, I think the big thing more than anything, though, in this game is I'm very curious to just see, and again, Kansas City handled the pressure pretty well all year long. They're the defending Super Bowl champions. Cleveland has absolutely no pressure at all in this game. They're the Cleveland Browns, Andy. They're not supposed to be here. Just the name of the franchise, what that franchise has meant over its history, especially since they came back into the league in the late 90s. They have been perennial losers. They have finally won their first playoff game since coming back into the league after the original version moved to Baltimore to be the Ravens. So, look, I think the line is a little steep. I would have expected eight, eight and a half, Uh, ten, nine and a half. There may be a little value on Cleveland but it's just hard to bet on uh, uh, a yeah, excuse me bet against Patrick Mahomes with anyone in any spot. So, and I know KC has KC hasn't covered since that Jet game uh, on November first, so pre election day, uh, Andy. Or uh, mm-hmm. so look, uh, I I think you're in a scenario where I, I probably will stay off. I would bet the only bet I would consider is taking the points with Cleveland. Well, it would not shock me if KC vaporizes them. And it would not shock me at all if Cleveland has the ball late with a chance to win the game and pull what would be a mega upset.
0: Jeff Barles joining us on the Sportswire, KTGR, and KTGR.com. Uh- do, do we see a lot of points in this game? I, I know that uh, obviously the total. Chiefs the the Chiefs obviously know uh, how, how to put the points up there no matter the defense, and, and it seems that the Browns, uh, maybe their chances are hinging upon getting a few stops here and there. Uh, this Browns offense, meanwhile, uh, has shown that they can move the ball with some consistency, and, and that might pose some issues to the Chiefs defense, which has been a little bit porous at times. Uh, do, do you see this as a— as a high scoring affair.
1: Let's put it this way, Andy. I don't want to bet the under, even with the high number. <laughs> I don't want to bet this, bet this mm-hmm. game under. Obviously we saw last year in this round in the playoffs. Uh, that was, uh, Oh, I don't know. I, I don't want to bring up bad memories for you being a Texan fan, Andy, but oh, there do were 82 it. points Please in that game. Yeah. There were 82 points in that game. Yeah. Obviously 51, uh, 31 uh, Houston. Obviously we know what happened. Houston, up 24 nothing, and then before you can blink, Kansas City's leading that game at halftime. But look, I-, I think you're in a scenario here where I definitely don't want the under. Cleveland's defense is still pretty shoddy. Uh, KC's defense has been better this year, but things that Cleveland does well is things that, that Kansas City don't- doesn't do great on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, obviously, the 2 a monster running back with Chubb and Hunt. Uh, they're to-, they're- to me, two of the 15 best running backs in the NFL, and they're the best duo of running backs in the NFL. And Jarvis Landry, they move them around. They'll put them in a the slot. KC struggles with the slot. So, or defending uh, the slot receiver, I should say. So, look, hey, for me, uh, I would not bet this under. It's just a big number. 57 is a huge number in an NFL game. So, I'm going to stay off. But it would not shock me to see a game where, oh, KC wins 38-31. to 31, And this, game, this this game is a pretty comfortable over.
0: Yeah, I think we could be in store for it. Who knows uh, what what could happen there? As we're talking with Jeff Parles of the It Sports Network on the Sports Wire, KTGR and KTGR dot com. You can go follow him at Jeff Parles on Twitter, and uh, make sure you tune into the Parlay Cast uh, whenever he has that up at his Twitter handle uh, for the It Sports Network. Uh, uh, on the other side of this uh, is the uh, the Bills and Ravens matchup, and both teams uh, at least did. Well enough, and I thought, uh, were solid enough to show that they're pretty evenly matched going into this one. Obviously, the Bills had more momentum going into the regular season. I thought uh, once they started going up against playoff teams, it'd be a little bit tougher for them, and now uh, they've passed the first test. Now it's time to pass uh, a second one. Uh, Is this a a Bills team that you think uh, is still a challenger for a a Super Bowl spot, uh, or do you need to see something here against the Ravens to, to really have them prove that to you?
1: I think, Andy, more than anything, when you're a game away from the AFC title game, I think that automatically makes you a Super Bowl uh, contender at this point. So, look, I, I, this game, it's two and a half, three, Buffalo's favorite. Uh, I talked about this in a few other radio hits over the last few days, and I talked about it on the podcast yesterday. I actually really like Baltimore in this game. I, I think the way that the Ravens match up with Buffalo is actually a pretty good matchup for the Ravens. The Bills uh, did a reasonable job last week against Jonathan Taylor and in that Indianapolis ground game. I don't see them having success for a second consecutive week against the ground game. They have struggled against the run all year long. We saw in that Chief game on that Thursday game that was moved to Monday because of the COVID uh, postponement of the bills Titan game before that. Uh, that was the Clyde edler T. Lair game. The Chiefs destroyed them on the ground, and Baltimore's run game is better than Kansas City's so I would anticipate Baltimore being able to have a real shot to just control this game, and Lamar Jackson's legs are the difference here in this one. The winner of this game, assuming it's KC, KC out of the other game, the winner of this game I think is going to be a pretty live dog at Arrowhead next week, assuming that is the matchup. If obviously Cleveland wins, then whoever wins Baltimore, Buffalo will be the favorite at home. Baltimore will probably be close to a five-point favorite at home, Buffalo maybe even upwards to the touchdown against Cleveland. But look, uh, in the end here, this feels like a referendum game for Jackson and Allen, maybe unfairly just because they're in the same draft. Jackson has an MVP already, as we know. And, of course, Josh Allen played at an MVP level for the second half of the season. But in the end, I like Baltimore, Andy. I'll take the points. I'll bet him on the money line. I think the Ravens win this game in advance to the AFC
0: title game. Okay, well, that that's definitely, uh, that would be an upset. I, I think that's one that probably folks aren't uh, focusing on enough because the Browns and Chiefs are probably the more intriguing upset that people want to uh, try and focus on, but I, I think that's not not a bad way to go. Uh, on the other side, for the NFC, I'll just put it simply. If the Packers aren't in the Super Bowl By the time the the championship games have been played, if they're not in the Super Bowl, did something go terribly wrong with their team, or are we not giving enough credit to uh, their matchup with the Rams or uh, next week against either the Bucs or Saints?
1: I don't know if terribly wrong is the right way to put that. They have the best player in the NFC field. Aaron Rodgers is going to be the MVP of the league again with his absolutely extraordinary season and his absolute dominant second half of the season, especially in the last month when everyone was really paying attention to him in Green Bay when it was apparent that they had a shot to get the one seed. Uh, Here's the deal more than anything. They do have a distinct advantage of playing at home. And now, look, I know there's not going to be 80,000 screaming, drunk cheeseheads there uh, because of the COVID protocols. But for the teams that are left, I think it does make a difference that those games will be in Lambeau. Look at the Rams. Look at Jared Goff in cold weather. Yes, the Rams are 3-1 and one in the four games that they played under 40 degrees during the Goff era. But Goff is five touchdowns to seven turnovers in those four games. You can't do that. You can't have a minus turnover differential if you have a shot to beat Aaron Rodgers and company. And you know Aaron Rodgers doesn't turn the ball over. So you're basically in a scenario where you need to play them even on the turnover uh, disparity to have a real shot. Yeah, Aaron Donald will play. That's a good thing. And I still think the Rams have the best defense in the NFL. But I have a hard time seeing Green Bay losing this game. Six and a half is a right number. I'm going to stay off of that. I actually do like this game over because the weather's not going to be that big of a factor, all things considered, for, this, for G- mid-January Lambo, It's going to be about 34 degrees. Uh, there's a slight chance of snow, but it's nothing heavy. And the wind is out of control. So that is pretty darn good weather for the middle of January in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So I like that game over and look with that other matchup, regardless of who it is, Green Bay is going to be at least a field goal favorite on uh, New Orleans. We know their history of not being a great outdoor team and Tampa. Look, Tom Brady, obviously has played cold outdoor playoff games in January for 18, 20 years at this rate, but it is the first time in that scenario against a real team, again, and no disrespect to the football team, but Washington is nowhere near the class of any of the other playoff teams this year, other than maybe the Bears. But uh, it, it, that's a lot to ask of Tampa, and their first go-around is this team to win three straight-road playoff games in order to get to the what would be a home Super Bowl for them.
0: Jeff Barros of the Bookett Sports Network joining us on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. Uh, finally, we'll... we'll... Kind of pivot over to college basketball and, namely, uh, the Missouri Tigers who are playing their first game in eleven days today against Texas A and M. It's obviously a team that got put out of sorts in that second half against Mississippi State a week and a half ago, and it looked like their worst basketball of the year. Uh, when The shots fall, it's obviously a different team, but how do they avoid uh, maybe a lull for 11 days uh, when when they go on the road against Texas A&M? Hey,
1: look, the last time we saw them, like you said, was the worst half that they played all season, basically. That second half in Starkville, they didn't look like the Mizzou Tigers that we've seen all year. Uh, They were totally disheveled on the offensive end. They couldn't defend at all, which really, to me, it was the big, more alarming factor with knowing how that Konzo built has built this team and them being a pretty reasonable defensive team and them not being able to stop a Mississippi State team that, quite frankly, Andy, I don't think is all that good. Uh, a good draw in the first game back. A&M's not overly talented. Uh, we know they're well-coached with buzz there. They're still not particularly that good. So this is a pretty reasonable draw. So, look, you're in a scenario where you got to run your game, you got to be who you were, free this shutdown, honestly, free the Mississippi State game, and take care of business in the game against the team that you're better than. So uh, I, I I would expect Mizzou to take care of business to, later today, and I would anticipate that they'll uh, they'll start looking more like the team that we saw before the debacle in Starkville. And I don't know if they're as good as they showed in non-con, but there's clearly an NCAA tournament-quality team, Andy. It's just a matter of being consistent through a whole Power 5 conference schedule like they obviously have in the SEC.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it'll be coming up on KTGR a little bit later on in fact a couple hours from now we'll start pregame coverage so make sure you tune in for that here on KTGRs. we talk with jeff parles here of the bookett sports network uh jeff of course uh, you've got the parlay cast uh you've got a lot of fun stuff with the uh bookett sports network that uh folks can go and check out what really uh, is something uh right now that they can find that would be uh, pretty intriguing
1: go download the Book It sports app andy that's what i'll say go download the bookett sports app go interact on our great new sports betting only social media app. Where you can track your plays as well, interact with a sports betting community without the uh without the garbage of uh, without the regular garbage on Twitter, I would say, Andy. I was trying okay. to figure out all the right, right way to say that and and uh I uh I butchered it. Well good. This, well uh, that's all right you, game, you, but uh, you were diplomatic but, uh, but, enough but, uh, Go go download the book at Sports App today. Go find more of our content, and of course, go uh, go listen to Parlay Cast uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Yep.
0: Go find it at his uh, Twitter handle at Chef Parls. and uh, of course, uh, formally of this year, fine radio program, and uh, over in Vegas now, uh, telling you about uh, the Vegas perspective on the world of sports Jeff Parles here on the Sports Wire, KTGR and ktgr.com uh, Jeff thanks for joining us uh, and by the way uh, inevitably when we have you back on the big show we expect you to give us a full breakdown of the uh, Mountain Dew cookbook uh, for a new Chef Parles segment oh, so just geez. so you know I
1: need to I need to look through that whole thing but uh, there are some things uh, that one of one of our Twitter mutual Twitter followers sent uh, sent me there's some alarming stuff in there. And that's all I'll say. There's some alarming stuff uh, in the Mountain Dew cookbook. No disrespect to Mountain Dew, but uh, <laughs> so because so, so, uh, I, again, I am a fan of the beverage. But uh, mixing that and some of the things there in the cookbook, uh, I don't know how it's going to match. Well,
0: well, we'll see how it all shakes out, and we we expect uh, to at least uh, get get a breakdown from you. So hopefully, we get that soon uh, here on the. Uh... On, on KTGR and on the big show uh, on weekdays and maybe here on the SportsWire. So we'll see. Jeff Parles joining us here on the SportsWire. Jeff, uh, have a great weekend. Thanks so much for joining us, buddy.
1: Always a pleasure, huh?